Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey guys, and welcome to Paranormal Thoughts Podcast, and as always, thanks for joining me. In this episode, we're talking once again to the Long Island Exorcist. If you haven't listened to our previous episode with the Long Island Exorcist, I suggest you jump over and have a listen to that before you enter this episode, just to get a bit of a backstory. But if you are just wanting a bit of a refresher, the Long Island Exorcist is a working Reiki healer slash exorcist over in America who can do exorcisms in a remote viewing almost situation where he doesn't have to be physically with the person. Before we get into that though, just a few housekeeping things as always. If you enjoy this episode or any of our previous episodes, please feel free to subscribe to the podcast. It'll keep you up to date when we post new episodes. We're on every podcast hosting platform that's out there. So depending on where you like to listen to your podcast, you can get this right there. We're also on Facebook and Instagram. If you jump onto those two pages, it'll kind of keep you in the loop as well for extra content or anything else that's kind of coming up. Uh, Definitely Instagram, I'm updating that pretty regularly. So if you jump on over there, you'll be uh, in the loop for sure. We also have a blog, which is paranormalthoughtspodcast.wordpress.com. Any other links or any other sort of information that uh, is sort of external to the podcast, you can find over there. So it's good to jump over there. You can even follow that as well if you have a WordPress account. It's really easy to sign up and uh, create one. So once again, that will keep you even more informed. And just before the episode starts as well, there is a ton of information in this episode. So obviously we talk about exorcisms and demonic entities uh, as we did in the last chat. But what you might not assume is going to come up is the topic of Bigfoots, ETs, shadow people, spirits. All of this information actually comes out in this podcast and is actually relevant to the Long Island exorcist and his whole outlook and his day-to-day sort of living as being an exorcist. So that's something to look forward to because that is something that I'm sure no one was uh, kind of expecting and, and I'm really excited that the chat did go down that direction. So once again, thank you to the Long Island Exorcist for coming on and I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, Long Island Exorcist. How are you? Hey, Dylan. How's it going? Good to talk to you again. Oh, it's great to hear your lovely accent once again. Um, I must say... I have an accent? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I get, that. I get that too. Hey, people like, oh, we, we love the Australian accent on it, really. Because like it's probably the only only people who do. It's it's it's, it's quite it's a bit of a meme <laughs> in this country. But um, I must say um, it's great to have you back on the episode that we did together uh, a little while ago. Has been one of the most popular episodes that I've done. So which it's I think that's always interesting to see what people 
um, really enjoy because I don't go into doing any particular episode going, this is what I think this is what people really want. This is going to do well or anything like that. It's kind of just chance. But um, I suppose the topic that we were obviously talking about, which is exorcisms and you being an exorcist is pretty fascinating. So I'm sure that had something to do with people just jumping on and wanting to know more. Yeah, I was surprised when you told me it was like the second most popular show. Same with you. Like I didn't go on because like, oh, this is going to make me more popular or famous or something. I just like, I was like passionate about the topic. You were looking for someone. I'm like, oh, let's do a show. This is great. So yeah, that people actually listened and found it enjoyable and it was, uh, it was popular. Like, yeah, I think that's great. And for nothing else, for the like the educational, hopefully people found it educational, eye-opening aspect of it. I think so. That that sort of always sort of blows me away as well. Is when you put up an episode and people will email you um, about a part in the episode that might be like forty minutes through, and you're like, "Whoa, you actually paid attention that whole time." You know, <laughs> like it's it sort of blows me away because I obviously when I listen to a podcast or anything like I'm paying attention, even if it's sort of like subconscious. You know, like you might be doing something else, but the fact that like it just blows me away that people um, will listen to something and then actually message me about it and be asking a question or being like, I enjoyed this part. I'm like, whoa, you actually listened, which is just incredible, you know, because that's what, that's exactly what we're sort of here to do. As you said, like we're not doing this for any other reason other than to really educate and to entertain, you know, give people uh, a way to actually discover more about the world of, you know, the paranormal. Yeah, and I've discovered a lot because I think before any of this, I wasn't really even that into the paranormal. And then when I got into it, like you're, you're my podcast, you're my paranormal podcast. So everything oh. pretty much that I've learned, I've learned from listening to your podcasts. Oh, that's awesome. So, yeah. Oh, I'm glad that um, that's sort of what sort of come from this, you know, it's pretty awesome. Like you being one of the most popular episodes I've done to date, uh, I did get a lot of messages from people um, and I've had to sort of like apologize to some because I sort of went back over and realized there was a lot I never actually got to just because there was that many. Um, and they all kind of are along the same, same sort of idea of they had the same opinions and the same sort of question, which I suppose was how can I kind of get in touch with a Long Island exorcist? And we sort of spoke um, on the last podcast that you were sort of getting ready to sort of come forward and be able to help people. But then uh, afterwards you kind of told me, oh, not yet. I'm not quite <laughs> there yet. And then I sort of uh, already put the episode out saying, okay, yep, send me your, send me your um, questions and I'll pass them on. But I kind of couldn't do that. So I was, I was replying to people saying, oh, just hang on. Like as soon as I hear something, I'll pass it on. But I think it kind of just got that many that I sort of um, – I just found I'd like read one and go, oh, yep, yep, I'll reply to that. And then it just kind of gets lost, you know, amongst all the others. So for anyone who did uh, email through, uh, I'm sorry if I never got back to you, but um, at least he's here now and he can kind of uh, maybe, like, I suppose, are you kind of at that point now where you think you might be able to start helping some people who, who need it? Oh, on your last show, you did uh, direct people to Reddit at the time, and a lot of people reached out to me through Reddit. Perfect. And they, people can also reach me at Long, longislandexorcist.gmail.com. Perfect. So they can email, email me directly, too. Uh, I'm not ready to not be anonymous yet because <laughs> the, the, 
Um, I, I imagine why some people don't come forward when you reach out to exorcists and stuff is, you know, I, I think I said this on the last show, like my, my wife isn't cool with the exorcism thing. Mm. Uh, and most people aren't cool with it. I mean, I was all amped up into it. We, we did the show and I found that like talking to people about exorcisms, uh, people kind of glaze over, look at you a little differently all of a sudden. Um, you know, so yeah, not not ready to put my name to it yet, but I am definitely to answer your question, available to help people for sure. Perfect. If anybody has, yeah, definitely available to help people. Oh, that's great. So, yeah, my wife just wants the exorcism thing to go away. <laughs> <laughs> I completely get it. Hey, like it's it is hard to openly talk to people about um, certain content, especially the content that we sort of feature on this podcast. So I'm completely in that same boat as you. And it takes, it does, it, as I've said many times on this podcast, I had this podcast for years potentially. I hadn't even told some of my closest friends. It's only now that I sort of um, just sort of openly throw it around because I don't really, I'm sort of at the point now, I'm like, I don't, I don't care. Like, and for the most part, people I know aren't going to go listen to it anyway. So I'm kind of like, they're not, they're not really going to know how full on it kind of gets. So it's, it's, it's just for the people. And the same, I suppose, with you is like, even if people found out, you're an exorcist, they'll be like, oh, that's kind of weird, but that's probably as far as it would ever go, you know, um, for a lot of surface level kind of people. But that's great that you're able to help people and the fact that you can do it um, from a distance as well. So can you maybe um, just talk a little bit more uh, about that just as a bit of a refresher? And obviously anyone who hasn't gotten and heard the first episode um, to go do that, but just for anyone who has listened to it, but it might have been a little while. How do you go about doing your exorcisms? Oh, this is because uh, this this part I don't I I can explain it scientifically, but I can't say I understand how it happens. And I'll tell you what I mean by that. I know I said in my last episode I talked about like our biomagnetic fields, like we have electrical impulses running through us. They give off a uh, uh, you know biomagnetic field that goes out into infinity, and we all have these fields, and they crisscross. So on that level, we're all connected. Um, a, a scientific level, we're, we're all connected. Now, how I say, because and I connect with uh, spirits, angels, archangels, like I call them all in. I connect with them. I get to a meditative space. I connect with them, and then I just—I don't even need to know who the person is. I, before I started going more public about the exorcisms, I used to tell people I knew, like, think of someone that I, you know, I don't know, and just give me their initials. And I'll give the, I'll give them a reading, you know. So I, I say to my I call them the, the divine team, uh, you know, JT, <laughs> you know, and I know what my energy feels like and what I feel like, and I'm in the space. And then once I say a person's name or initials, I, it, I just feel it. it there's, a, there's a shift that occurs, and, and I. I, you know, I think I mentioned on the last show too, I was a Reiki practitioner, I guess 17, 17 years now. So I know with what my energy feels like versus other people's energy. So this wasn't a far stress, stretch for me to sit in a meditative space, connect like with my divine team and then just say a person's name and boom, like the connection happens. There was some practice that got me from like zero to doing that, but that's how it works. How, you know, I, I think divine operators, the old switchboard operators, oh, connecting, like, oh, who do you want? Yeah, connecting, hold please. Like, But when I connect with someone, it's like there's a definitive shift and I, I can feel them. Like, I, It's like 
I'm feeling my energy. And now all of a sudden I'm feeling their energy like they're me. And then if something's attached to them, I can feel that as well. That feels different as well. So it's, I, I, I was, you know, now I'm into the paranormal more. I, I know I've heard stuff about remote viewing, I think they call it. Yeah. And I think what I do is remote feeling. I can feel things. And if, you, if, you're, if you're someone who's in touch with your emotions and you have an emotion inside you, and that's like an energy, you know, and if you can feel your energy or your emotions, they can tell you what they're trying to tell you. It's like the energy has information. And this is really the same thing. If you can connect with your emotions, then you can do a Reiki practice and you can read people's energy. It's, it's kind of like, yeah, it's pulling information out of this wavelength. It just, it, it comes. It's, it's, it amazes me. Yeah. <laughs> I know I do it and it's amazing, but I, I, I can't explain every detail. <laughs> As you just said there, it's like remote feeling. So when you're going through this whole exorcism, do you actually see anything or is it more just like you sort of have your eyes closed and you're in like a state of meditation? I have my eyes closed. I'm in a meditative state. I very, I, I'm not a, uh, I'm not a person who sees things with my eyes closed. Like I guess as people say in my mind's eye, but I would say seeing stuff would be like seeing a picture. Yeah. Like I, I, I see different shades of stuff. Like I know if I'm sitting in a pitch dark room and I start to connect with my team, like with my eyes closed, everything becomes brighter. And sometimes it becomes brighter than even if the lights were on. And I'm sitting in a dark room with my eyes closed. So that way, like sensitivity to, I guess, divine light or lights or stuff. But no, I don't, I don't, I don't, can't say I've ever really seen anything or it's very rare. When I was probably right before I did your show, um, the first show, like a year ago, I remember meditating once. And yeah, these are two things I remember seeing. I was like, all of a sudden, I was like in the, the universe. I was like sitting, I don't know where I was. I was like, I just saw the, the expanse of the universe before me, like I was there. And, I, and of course I was like, whoa, <laughs> you know? And then I saw like a reverse blink. Like it was like if an eye opened and shut quick and the opening and shutting uh, in the shape of like an eye was like the brightest thing I ever saw in my life. And I took that, uh, my interpretation is like God winking at me. I mean, because I never see anything with my eyes closed. And I saw the universe before me and I was awake meditating like I always do. So the universe before me and I was like, whoa. And then like this reverse blink of an eye. Wow. <laughs> That's the only thing I've seen in it. And I've only ever heard heard two things before too, so I don't really hear stuff either. Um, I'll just I'll just go there. Um, the do you see the Devil and Father of Morth? The uh, the guy who did um, the Exorcism movie did a thing on Netflix where he went and hung out with Father of Morth. He's like the Catholic, uh, the main exorcist. He's deceased now, but. When he was alive, he went with him, and the guy filmed him doing an exorcism. Well, after uh, Father Amorth died, I tried connecting with him, and uh, I was I was I was so excited when I connected with them um, that my mind started to wander a little, <laughs> and I I heard I heard basta, which in Italian I believe means like stop it, cut it out. Like I heard it as if someone was next to me, like basta. <laughs> Yeah, so, right. So the fact, like, if, if, to me, I know what energy feels like. I know I felt him. 
um, that I heard Basta. I mean, if my mind's making this stuff up, like props to my mind, it's way more powerful and it's tricking me, but I, I know me, I'm a pretty rational person. Like it, that was pretty amazing, but yeah, but it's mostly a 99.9% feeling and it's, it's just like interpreting emotions. Yeah. And it's not even like, it's not even have to figure them out. It's almost like mess. The, the, the information fills my head. Like, you know, it comes into my head. Like you would if you were connecting with emotions. Oh, I'm upset about what happened the other day. That's right. You know, it's like the information just comes to me. It's so interesting to hear your perspective. Like once again, you know, because we sort of have been through this, but just to hear it once again, it's like, wow, like that is just fascinating. It fascinates me. Yeah. And that's the thing. (laughs) As you said, you can't really explain it, but it just, it kind of just happens, you know, which I kind of also love because it's, it really just goes to show is it's something really special and it doesn't it doesn't have to make sense, I suppose, if it works, right? Like you don't need to deconstruct it and go, oh, this is what is going on. It's just like, well, no, this is just how it works. And well, It helps for me that I, have, I can like talk science, you know, scientifically about it a little bit, mm. like, you know, the biomedics, do the connection. Like if there was no science behind it, because I am science-minded, um, I would still – acknowledge it, but I, I don't think I'd feel as sure about it. You know, even with people saying, giving someone a reading that I don't know, and they're saying your reading was spot on, it, it would still, if I didn't have like a science, I, I need some kind of something. That's just me. Yeah. Maybe other people don't have that and they have stuff happening to them. It, it just, it helps me to be like, yes, this is, this is really, really real. Yeah. I guess without the science, I'd think like, am I going crazy? <laughs> like no, The science, help, that's the science helps me. <laughs> it's, I must say, the longer I do this podcast, the more skeptical I become. Um, and I'm not like, I guess it kind of makes sense, but I'm not 100% sure why that's been the case. But um, I must say, like, for something, for me to be like, that's definitely something paranormal or that's something that's unworldly, um, there has to be like, I, I sort of go through every, like, all the motions of like, what could it actually be or is this person experiencing something else? So, uh, it's it is kind of interesting, but I like to also have that sort of backup of like, okay, it, I don't think it could be any of these things for you know A, B, and C. So I think it is something uh, that is sort of unexplained, and then it gets into that whole sort of pseudoscience, paranormal sort of world. Yeah, when you say that, what I think of is your Loch Ness monster episode, yeah. and like, uh, like I liked what you said at the very end. Uh, at the end of the episode, you were talking about. Maybe there's like crystals or something at the bottom of the Loch Ness, and the pressure creates like a wormhole. Like, but to me, that was like that's it. Because yeah. <laughs> I was, I was, I was wanted to believe in the Loch Ness monster, and I didn't think it was like one leftover dinosaur from a million years ago. Like, no, the wormhole makes total sense to me. It does because it's it? more, it's more sciencey. Exactly, but, <laughs> you know. And as soon as you can start throwing. Um, these sort of science ideas into something so bizarre as a Loch Ness monster, it kind of does give it reason to like, well, why, why couldn't there be a wormhole? And be like, oh, okay, well, <laughs> you know, like, sure, who, who, who really yeah. knows? I think it's, I think something like that is more likely than, as you said, like a leftover dinosaur that just lives in this body of water. You know, so like, who, who really knows what could be sort of entering our world and then also disappearing as fast as it sort of could? You know, like. That's a and that's a big thing with like um, Sasquatch as well. That I've spoken with people who think there's nothing paranormal at all about 
uh, like Bigfoot. They think it's just this unsort of discovered creature that's sort of, you know, half man, half ape or something along those sort of lines that just is that good at, you know, camouflaging and hiding in its element. That's why they still exist and why they've never had too much interaction with people. But then there's a whole other theory that, well, no, it's because they are sort of um, interdimensional and that they are here and then they're not, which could also make sense because why can't we just ever find them when we sort of need to, you know? So there's the thing of like, oh, no, this is just like a some sort of primate type hybrid or it actually could be something paranormal. And that's kind of interesting because who who's to say it's not really one or the other? I have to say I, I love that you just brought that up because, um, I mean, since I did your – since we did the show together like a year ago, like right after I did your show, things kind of like tapered off. I probably wanted them to taper off even because it was freaking my wife out and I just, I, I wanted to pause or whatever, but things kind of organically kind of quieted it down every, anyway. And then uh, from then until now, a lot has happened. And among the things that happened involved Sasquatch. And I, yeah, I think they are, I think... Uh, like um, at shadow people I was looking into for a while, uh, you know, whatever attaches themselves to people. I think they're, they're obviously out of our sight or this feeling for most of us, we can't see them. They exist uh, to me on like another realm, another dimension, and let's call it like a lower realm. And then I think of wherever we are, and then there's probably higher realms that like overlap a little. Mm. And I think, I think of the Sasquatch in, in this, like the, the realms just kind of touch so they and and they can like appear and disappear when they want. They're like in both places if they want to be, you know. And so after when the exorcisms started dying down and the requests started dying down, um, I was like, what, what else can I check out? What else can I look into? And one of the things that led me, well, it, again, it, it's so much I want to talk about because <laughs> your show is you got to show on synchronicities. Mm-hmm like two shows ago and right before that I was having I lived my life for the last 18 years by synchronicity and signs that's how I live my life by synchronicities and signs and I was thinking of coming back on your show again and you did these three um abduction episodes in a row which coincides what was going on with me not that I was abducted but then I was also getting into ETs and UFOs and then I'm thinking like, yeah, you know, I want to do another show with you. And then you did the show on synchronicities. And I'm like, I'm definitely doing the show. <laughs> definitely, Like I live my life by synchronicities. He has these people talking about synchronicities and they're talking about ETs and UFOs. I'm like, I got to come on. So the, back to the Sasquatch experience. So I, I remember listening to the Tim, the Yowie Man episode. Yeah, great guy. And, that, and I remember, um, all right, well, I connect with, Whoever my divine team, whoever I asked my divine team to connect with, I'm like, uh, please connect me to the 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 Yowie that Tim saw. <laughs> so and I I felt an energy and I got information and the information I got, I felt like I don't know, the Yowies, maybe I don't know how Yowies and Yetis and Sasquatches are different, but I got the sense that at least this Yowie was more like I got the sense of interdimensionality, like and I got the sense that it was like a guardian, wow. you know, it was, like, it was like a little gatekeeper. All right. And then I let that go. That was fun, whatever. But 
then when the exorcisms died down recently, I found myself led into like, oh, let me check out Sasquatch. You know, Yowie's great, but that's all in Australia. Why don't I try and connect with, you know, Sasquatch? That's uh, American. <laughs> so um, I remember meditating and I was like, all right, connect me with wherever the year nearest Sasquatch spirit is or energy. And I, I felt such an overwhelming like peace, calm, whatever come over me. And I was like, wow, this is, and it was really significant, palatable. And I didn't, I didn't read about uh, Sasquatches and I don't know anything about them. I just know people are trying to find them. Did, did I know like real thought about them? I thought a little about being a, maybe a, of a different dimension than us because of the Tim the Yowie man. And he, I think he ends his episode saying like, yeah, I'm starting to think they're paranormal more than anything, you know? Yeah. So I have that in my mind. And then in it, so I, that was pleasant, but then and and then I spent a couple of nights like reconnecting with this energy and feeling it's pleasant or whatever. And and you could say, well, maybe that was all in your head. And but then something happened to me that was like concrete. Um, I'm brushing my teeth one night and I, I I inhaled and a glob of toothpaste went deep down into my lungs, or I was like uncontrollably coughing trying to get it up. And for some reason, the Sasquatch came into my head. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, let me connect with the Sasquatch energy and see what happens, you know? And so I put my, my hands up and like, like I'm giving myself Reiki, which is just my palms towards me. And I'm trying to connect with the Sasquatch. And all of a sudden I feel totally fine. Like, not, like there's no toothpaste in my lungs. There's nothing wrong with me. Like I just totally stopped coughing. And I'm like, wow, that was something. I put my hands down and come out of the meditative state. I start coughing again. Like the toothpaste didn't go anywhere. It's like I connected with the Sasquatch energy. It elevated me like just up enough where toothpaste doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> like, toothpaste in your lungs doesn't matter anymore. It's like I transcended something. And I did it a few times. So the, 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 and then when I was all done, I had a like, because I can't walk around. I'm not a trans. I'm not going to walk around. I'm not enlightened. I, I can't stay connected to the Sasquatch all the time or whatever was happening. I eventually had to cough up whatever was down there. But the the shift and what happened to me, now I'm, now I'm 100%. They're interdimensional. They're higher than us. And they're peaceful. And um, yeah, they appear when they want to appear. They disappear when they want to disappear. A hundred percent believe that now after that experience. Wow. There you go. How interesting. Like, as you said too, because you'd never really thought um, much of them. And then all of a sudden you're kind of like, oh, let's just see what this is all sort of about. And there you go. Now you're completely convinced of, I suppose, the the theory that a lot of people are leaning towards of them being interdimensional and paranormal. Oh, a hundred percent. And then I, I, after that, I was like going online and a little bit and seeing. And the, I, I read, there's some guy in California who felt like an ET and a Sasquatch appeared to him and healed him. And now he takes that information and tries to help heal other people. So I'm like, ah, right, this is just you know, a Sasquatch didn't appear to me, but it like like spiritually connected with me. Yeah. At least I'm like totally not crazy as some other guy. <laughs> you know, maybe people think he's crazy too, but. He knows what happened to him and I know what happened to me and that's good enough for me. So Yeah. Well, what are your thoughts on ETs? Yeah, really, you must be reading my mind, Dylan. <laughs> What's going on? So after after this 
I'm, I'm like looking back on it. I'm like, I, I looked in the shadow people a little bit, you know, my experiences with Sasquatch, exorcisms are now like, that basically not happening at this point. And so I'm, I'm looking at all this and I'm kind of gathering my thoughts and I'm like, well, what's, is there some kind of lesson in here? Is there some kind of something in here greater? And I'm thinking like, well, I, I always have this, uh, I'd like to help the, the world, you know, like and not just people, but I feel like the world needs help. So and then years ago, I said, God, if I could be some instrument in some way that helps the world, let me be that. You know, it's it's a grand wish, but, you know, why not? wish big. So I was looking back on all this stuff and I was like, well, if the Sasquatch, if they're like, even like our more wiser, like brothers and sisters, <laughs> if they came here because they're like docile and peaceful, something tells me we'd obliterate them because that's what us, you know, uh, people in charge and empowered do to peaceful things. You know, I think of like, you know, People coming over to America, the American Indians, oh, they're spiritual. We have better weapons. Let's try and wipe them out and take over. You know, so I feel like even though the Sasquatch, uh, Yowies, Yetis, they may be like more wise in a higher dimension than us, more peaceful, they can't really come and help us in any way because we'd probably wind up wiping them out. I bet you people would start hunting them. Like, you know, so I'm thinking, well, what's higher than us that could come here? that could help us and ETs, definitely ETs. I thought, you know, cause they have, they have the, like the technology and on top of them being like, I believe they are our bigger brother, like older brothers and sisters in another dimension, but can come to our dimension. So I'm like, ETs could definitely come here and help us. And from what I've heard and watching, like, what was it? Uh, unacknowledged. Did you see that on Netflix, yeah. Dr. Stephen Greer? Yeah, he, he, I think he, it opens with him saying, we have no evidence that shows otherwise. And these uh, ETs are peaceful, trying to help us, just want to help us evolve, you know? So I started thinking, I, you know what? I'm going to put like 30 days in the ETs and see what happens. <laughs> so that's what I did. And what happened, I got to say, it was amazing. So one, do I believe in them? Absolutely. Do I believe in them even more now? Absolutely. So uh, do you want me to go right into that? Please do. <laughs> All right. So what I understood from the unacknowledged, uh, also my wife and I were driving somewhere once and she's like, oh, I want to put on a podcast. And it was like this psychic podcast, but they had this woman on who wrote this book, uh, American Cosmic, and she talks about ETs and the new religion. And and like, so these synchronicities are happening. But anyway, uh, I know Dr. Greer, I, I heard somewhere that he holds like meditative workshops when he meditates mm -hmm. and he calls out to them and then they'll eventually appear sometimes, you know, the UFOs. So, and then in this uh, American Cosmic book, she has some guy, she calls him Tyler because he wants to remain in anonymous, understand it 100%. And he feels like he gets information and downloads from the ETs and he's created, I guess, technology off it that's helped mankind. What is the technology? I don't know. Because I guess if we knew, then we'd be able to identify him. And he feels like how we're going to communicate with ETs is not through like some radio trans, like where the antennas, where the receivers. And he like meditates and connects them. So I'm like, you know what? I connect with things that aren't there and I meditate. So I started sitting out my back window and looking and meditating. Night one 
Absolutely nothing happened. But night two, I think I, I sent you the video. Uh, I didn't capture this on video. I did a recreation. Yeah, I'm sitting right. there. Medita- I'm sitting there meditating. Nothing's happening. Nothing's happening. I'm about to wrap it up. And then I see this bright light. I'd say probably four or five times the size of a star, uh, just as bright as it brighter appears. I'd say like a mile off. I see it appear. I see it shoot across the sky like like goes a half a mile in a, a second and then disappears. And I live by a small airport. If a small plane is flying by anywhere, I can I can not only like kind of feel the vibration, but you can hear it. And they've had air shows here before. And I know when a, like a really fast jet is flying by. This thing was a mile away and it was moving ridiculously fast and I didn't hear anything. And I was just like, what? <laughs> so... so that, that that I was sold then. I'm like, oh, they, they know I'm trying to connect them. This is great. Then nothing happened for like another month. And then two nights ago, uh-uh, I'm, I, I'm meditating in my room, not out the window. It's the 30 days of the window was up. Nothing else happened. I'm like, that was just like, maybe it was just to say, we're confirming that we're here, but this is not your path. Like, you're not supposed to, you're not supposed to be doing something else. <laughs> so we're not going to encourage you. So I'm meditating the other night in my meditation room. And for the first time ever, I feel like, I don't know how to describe it. I felt my energy above my head and like a ball. Like normally I feel my energy inside my body. I, I felt it above my head and I'm like, what is this? And I, I know peop, some people know about chakras and I always tend to concentrate on the chakras inside our body. I know people say there's like 12 chakras. And like I never looked into them. So I'm like, I wonder, is this like the eighth chakra? What is this? What's going on? I'm like, you know what? This is new. Let me take this and go meditate out the back window with this and see what happens. And this has to be the most amazing thing. I know I've done exorcisms and everything else, but this has to be the most amazing thing that ever happened to me in my life. I'm sitting out my back window and I've it's a foolish moon out. And I look up at the, um, so I'm looking up at the moon and I, read or heard somewhere that people believe that maybe there's ETs on the other side of the moon <laughs> like mm-hmm. hanging out. Like if we're going to decide to shoot up a nuclear weapon into space, they have a close location where they can come out and intercept. Like, whatever. Is it real? Is it not real? Who knows? But I'm looking up at the moon and I'm thinking, all right, you know, I'm going on Dylan's show in two nights. I only have my one ET star. I'm like, can you give me anything else? You know? So I'm looking up at the moon and there's some light cover passing it some light cloud cover passing it and i see it like when it passes in front of the moon like i could still see the moon in front of it and then there's some like denser cloud cover that comes in and it's starting to cover the moon and then all of us I, I don't know which all of a sudden the cloud cover becomes it's it, to me it was like you know do you ever see the i think they're called stereo puzzles they're, they're color pictures that don't look like anything, but then if you look at them a certain way at your eyes, like a picture, a 3D picture comes into view. Uh, yes. it's just almost, it looks like a pattern. So a shift in my eyes happened like that where the clouds came, became very like three-dimensional looking. They were flat looking and they became very three-dimensional looking. And I'm looking at these thick clouds passing and through the sky and I, all of a sudden I'm like, wait a minute, oh my God. I still see the moon. I'm like, the clouds are passing behind the moon. And I know that's impossible, like on this realm. 
but I'm looking at the full moon and I'm looking at really dense clouds and the clouds are behind the moon. And I'm like, what the, I'm like, and I've heard like, oh, you did the Gary Parker episode when he sees the visions. Yeah. Like, he, I remember some guy was driving by in his dirt bike and goes, you see this? You see this up here? Like, I have no doubt if anyone else was looking up into the sky or if I happened to be videoing it or if my wife came into the room and I said, do you see this? Nobody else would have saw it. Like, I felt like they were giving me like another, like, here's a little gift. You're really trying hard. <laughs> like, hmm. like, so the cloud, and, and when that's all over, I'm like, I'm like, I got to remember this. So I start typing it down. I start typing it out. And when I'm typing it out, I'm writing, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting there and there's a foolish moon and I'm all excited. My phone autocorrects foolish moon to, hold on, I wrote this down. It, it autocorrects foolish moon into Fujisawa, F-U-G-I-S-A-W-A. And I'm like, whatever. And I just keep writing and I, I write up my whole ordeal. And oh, and after when it was all over and the cloud cover passed, the cloud covers went back to not being three dimensional, like very. And I'm going to do a definitely do a video rendering of this because <laughs> it was amazing. They go back to being flat clouds and the moon's just the moon. And this little like wisp of cloud that you know you can see through passes by the moon. And I could see it passing in front of the moon. So you have this thick cloud cover that didn't even touch the light of the moon. And you have this little whisper of a cloud that touches the moon. I'm like, all right, that was real. That was real for me. I know it was real. So I write my whole thing out. And then when I'm done, I look back and I'm like, why did my thing correct full moon to Fujisawa? I'm like, is that something? So I like, just for curiosity, because I type in Fujisawa UFO and I Google it. And the first thing I click on is an article and it says, cloudy with a chance of alien. No way. <laughs> like, that's the title of the article. That's the beginning of a title of an article that talks about Fujisawa, I guess, is Japan. There was a cloud over a train station and it was an article about it. And I'm like, that, you know what? I knew that was real. And now they're confirming it's real. Wow. And they gave me another sign. And if they know me, if they can read me at all, it's too late now. You give me one sign, I'm excited. You give me two signs, I'm going in. So that was two days ago. So my life in the last year has taken me from exorcisms to ETs. Now I'm all ET crazy. And I'm and I know other people connect with them. And I know I have these connection skills. And I'm gonna put until I'm shown a different sign or a different synchronicity happens, that's where my focus is. Wow. So that's what I think about ETs. That's that's <laughs> so exciting, I have to say. Like the whole idea of being able to connect with ETs through meditation is so fascinating to me, I think, because it's it's sort of, it's still pretty unknown, I think, at least to like the general sort of population of uh, knowing how sort of the whole sort of um, connection with ETs kind of works. But I think if, for anyone listening, if you have the ability to take the time to focus your energy and to actually be able to communicate with them, then please do it as much as you're, willing to do it because I think that is amazing. Like for me, I'm a pretty patient person, but um, probably not quite that patient to focus my time to really try to reach out in that way. But I think that's sort of the missing piece to the puzzle in a sense. Like I think we're sort of, I don't know if we're going to ever really get much more out of the sort of traditional sense of people being abducted and getting information that way. But this way where you can be in the comfort of your home and actually connecting with these beings, um, over time, you probably could actually start to really 
get some of those missing puzzle pieces and find out what it is that, you know, just the, the questions we've had for forever now, you know, about the universe and everything along those sort of lines. And, and when you say missing pieces is such an appropriate term because I, I, I've been thinking about this a lot. Like, obviously, you know, I believe in God and divine spirits and everything connect, so I connect with them. But for, for most people, that's too big of a, that's too big of a j- jump to learn from. And what I mean by that is uh, I used to wrestle in high school. I liken it to my wrestling example. Like, I learned most about wrestling from, like, the guy who was in the class above me wrestling with me i went to wrestling camp and met dan gable he was like a big wrestling name back in the day maybe like an olympian an undefeated guy or something like that like he was too much of a jump for me when i was a kid like i met him but i I couldn't really learn from him he was he was like too like up there you learn from the people who are closest to you so i i think like you know obviously you know god the divine spirits they're all great and they're here to help us but i think it's too far of a jump for people but if there were that if, if, when there's more communication with ETs, they're the people we're going to learn from, mm. the beings we're going to learn from. They're the they're the they're the next they're they're like our upperclassmen. They obviously have more technology. They if if you're higher up on the realm, you, you you're more balanced, you're more peaceful, you're more for good. Are there some ETs that aren't good? Yeah, maybe there's a few bad apples in every bunch. <laughs> but I think for, by and far and in large. I have to think they're here to help us. And I think we need them. So I, Gary Parker saying about like them coming down in 2022, come on down. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think we need it. Yeah. I don't see how, I don't see how the world shifts without something like that happening. That's a good point. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.
point. You're right. What is kind of the what is the shift we need to like what, what's actually going to push us in the right sort of direction? Because it doesn't seem to be, I don't know, the state of things. It doesn't really seem to be getting any better, does it? So I suppose something like that would, you know, probably be the thing, the, the, the sort of the catalyst to actually get things sort of back on track and to actually make a positive change. Yeah, I think, and I think people like in the um, American Cosmic, and uh, it, they already feel like they're connecting and making changes. And I think in Dr. Stephen Greer, somewhere I read like he worked with the, the French government or something, and the French government is one of the uh, governments who's like actively like opening the channels of communication. And from what I understand, they are they're like. Communicating. I don't know. You know, is it through a, a bunch of meditators? Are they actually like you know, like picking up a kind of like a CB or a or a phone or some kind of radio communication? But I, I, I understand that people are starting to communicate. So I think it is happening already. It's exciting to think about because it's it's still pretty new. Um, so you know, give it a couple of years and we'll sort of see what's kind of come from it. For me, anyway, it's a very exciting time. <laughs> I'm very excited, and, and and like Gary Park was saying, what I love about his his message in, in that podcast he did, e- ETs and the divine are, according to him, the same. Yeah, they are the divine. <laughs> like so, that'd be even extra cool. I would take just uh, advanced civilizations that were more peaceful that could help show us the way, but that have a nice uh, amount of force behind them in case the governments wanted to get funny with them. Yeah. You know, where they're like, yeah, you don't want to get funny with us. We're trying to help you. Get, you know, just take our help. Don't try and like eradicate us or fight us. Hundred <laughs> like, percent. So yeah. Oh, that's great. Like I, I sort of knew the conversation was going to go in that direction because we had spoken. Um, or an email, but I'm sure for people listening, they honestly would have no idea that's where that was going to go. But I think, <laughs> I think it's perfect though because people people who listen to this podcast are very open minded and they they want this kind of discussion. You know, where it's it's very broad and you know it's it's kind of like everyone's so like minded who I speak to. I think, and it's it's great that majority of people have different interests. You know what I mean? So that everyone can kind of. Um, add their little bit of insight onto all the sort of topics that come up pretty regularly on the podcast. Yeah, I, I look forward to, to what you put out next too. Like I've really been enjoying the season with the with, with the, all the abduction episodes, and then uh, oh, even the, I even uh, I even made a Ouija board. Yeah, <laughs> I listen I listen to your Ouija board episode. I gotta make it. I'm still working with it. I'm gonna try and do it with like a crystal, like yep. uh, where you hold a crystal and it kind of. I want the crystal to move. I want to make it really small, and where the crystal, well, I'm holding the crystal and it moves to the letters. I mean, you could still say my hands moving it, but I I I mean, you know. I obviously believe that spirits can like influence us and everything. So yeah, it's like, oh, you did a Ouija board episode. I always wanted to do the Ouija board. So yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm making my own Ouija board. So thanks for that episode. Oh, right. <laughs> that was, I'm excited about that. That was a really fun thing to do because that's something I wanted to do for maybe like six months and people were just kind of like, oh, you don't really want to be playing with those. And like, I was like, oh, I'm sure it's fine. But I just kind of like, you know, put it on the back burner. And it was literally... Uh, just one day I was like, I'm just going to get one and I'm just going to see what it's kind of like. And it wasn't what I was expecting, I suppose, in sort of um, a positive, not even a positive, negative way, more of just like a, 
how sort of, I guess, how exciting I was assuming it was going to be, which it was, but then it was also quite, um, it was very slow and took a lot of time. And once again, the whole patience thing kind of came into it, <laughs> you know, so yeah. it was, and like, it's it's bizarre, right? Like, you, I'm sitting there using it and I, I believe that you're very much so influenced when you are using it by whatever, you know, whatever sort of is coming through at that time. I've had enough messages through the board uh, that I can go, okay, I, I literally wasn't thinking about any any names, any words or anything and then it would spell out things and it blew me away when you wouldn't even be looking at the board and you were just kind of letting it do its thing um, and there's, you know, just those few instances where I'm kind of like, well, from those sort of like three names or what have you sort of being spelt out, I'm convinced that at some point during this session something came through and manipulated me in some sort of way to get that message across, you know. So I'm I'm convinced. I'm still like I've still I've like I've got it over there on the board um, in the box, and I, I really wanted to get <laughs> into it where I was going to be using it like every day to spend some time. But it's and I'll, maybe eventually. But I think for right now, I'm just kind of like all right. I've sort of I've done it. I'm just going to put it to the side for a bit, and then maybe I'll get sort of um back into it. But it it does take. A lot of time and it's a lot of patience um, to want to sit there and use it, you know. But after the first time of using it, any sort of worry, uh, any sort of worrying thought I had about it being uh, an evil, dark kind of thing to use was completely gone within minutes. Where I was just like, okay, this is actually, it's not the board that is doing the work. It's you. You know, you're the you're the driving force. Um, you're just kind of using a tool to get your message. Uh, to yeah, hear the message that whoever you're speaking with is uh, wanting to give you. Yeah, and when, and when you set up the intention of like, I only want, I only want good people coming through, not bad people. Like, you set the intention, you set the playing field, and so I think the people who are like fearful that stuff is bad stuff's going to come through, those people probably shouldn't do it. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, the biggest thing is just outlook. You know, if you and like, I must say, from doing the Ouija board. For that sort of two-week period of, you know, getting it, sort of learning it, recording the episode, editing the episode, I must say my whole outlook for those two weeks was far more positive because I was like, I need to be in a good headspace to get this thing to do what I need it to do, um, you know, for the podcast to sort of give people an episode that I could be happy to put out. So literally at work, I was just kind of like, you know, doing my thing, anything that, you know, might be, I might kind of go, oh, that's a pain in the ass. So I'll just kind of be like, okay. It's fine. Oh, you know, you just sort of come home and be like, all right, it's all good. Like, I'll just do this. And then I'll go do the, the board. I mean, sometimes I'd sit down because I was, I was doing it every day. I'd sit down and go, this isn't going to work. And, you know, you do it for like 20 minutes. Like, yep, nothing. This, this is just gibberish. It's not working. And then maybe I'd come back later that night after it's sort of, you know, sorted out everything. And then I'd sit there and I was like, shit, this is like, this is off now. We're flying just because you're in a better space. After everything, that was kind of an interesting thing that came out of it, which I wasn't expecting at all. I thought, you know, I could kind of sit down, get on it, and then here we go. But it's actually like, no, no, no. I had to like prepare mentally of just like, I'll just sit there and breathe and just be like, all right, I just need to shut everything off. Like it's, and like that, 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 that's a skill. But it's, I think if I really wanted to dedicate myself to it, I would actually become actually like probably a better person, I must say, or at least being able to deal with negativity better, where I could sort of just brush it off and just be like, nope. I'm just going to go into my space and just deal. You know what I mean? Yeah. And even if you never return to it, like what a great lesson and side effect, like raising your self-awareness about being a more positive person. Yeah. Yeah. 
You could say the Ouija board is a good thing. A hundred percent. Yeah, that's, and that's exactly it. Like I never got anything negative from it. And even if I did, I would literally, as I've said, like you just got to take it with a grain of salt and just be like, all right, well, that's what whoever I'm speaking with thinks or they know, but you just kind of, at the end of the day, like you're in control of your life to a certain extent. So you, you just got to, if you get an outcome from the board that you're not happy with then just go about what you're doing and try to change it if you think it could have a negative effect or what kind of have you, you know, like at the end of the day, like, I think people can really blame everything for, you know, what kind of happens to them. But really like just, you sort of just got to make those changes, right, and just try to get on and follow your path, I suppose. Yeah, and the, and, and you talking about this, it reminded me of the, the short time I spent looking into the shadow people, or the yeah. shadows. I, I mean, this was like a, a post- exorcism pre-Sasquatch. Like I had a month where I was like, what, what am I going to What am I gonna do? What am I going to look into? What are these shadow people? People seem to be having problems with these shadow people. Everything seems to be negative about these shadow people. So I one night I looked on Reddit and I saw someone, uh, someone had a really horrible experience with a shadow person. I'm like, I'm going to try and connect with that shadow and see what I feel. So I went to a meditative state. I connect with my divine team. I'm like, connect me to that shadow. And it did feel darkish at first, but it felt it felt like a like an animal to me almost. Like if if shadows exist on the realm of the earth, and this is what they're attached to, like the earth, the I wouldn't say the climate of the earth overall is happy, peaceful, loving. It's it's probably slightly fearful, skewed, you know. And so if these things are kind of floating around like that's what they're subject to and if they're like animals because i didn't i connected with a few of them i never got like intelligence not not, intelligence isn't the right word because i've had dogs that were highly intelligent i think it's like a self-awareness thing yeah they came across like animals like so and i connected with this thing and it immediately went peaceful it didn't try and suck the life out of me it didn't try and like do any like but the person writing about on reddit had a horrible experience with it and most people have horrible experiences so i think with any experience that happens i think it's good to like what's what's the lesson in this for me and i think you pulled it out beautifully for the like in looking at the ouija board like yeah i gotta get myself peaceful in the right state of mind so this works for me like oh this is a nice side effect too maybe i'll just be more positive <laughs> you know and i think this the the shadows in my experiences with them like they may be reacting to you or they may just have reacted with someone else and now they're coming across you you know um i i think that i think they're like uh they're, they're, they're most like animals to me they'll react to you i have a question here for you which i get I suppose anytime uh, I talk about possession or exorcists or anything sort of along those lines, the big thing that people will ask uh, just in a day-to-day sort of conversation is how does one become possessed? And what's your uh, view on that? This is such a good question. It really is because when I was coming, when I was starting to think the signs were leading me away from exorcism, I was getting, you know, I just I, I was reading the writing on the wall. <laughs> I'm like, all right, this seems like it's wrapping up. Um, and I remember saying to the universe, I'm like, 
and I get usually get signs within 24 hours of asking. I'm like, am I supposed to like leave the exorcism thing behind? And I remember I got into it because the Catholic Church was putting out press releases and they were saying exorcisms on the rise. We don't have enough priests to cover it. That's part of what inspired me. I'm like, well, if they're not going to cover it, let me try and cover it. And so I say to the universe, exorcisms are wrapping up. Is this where am I supposed to wrap it up? Um, my dad contacts me the next day out of the blue. He doesn't know I'm thinking what I'm thinking or what I'm doing. And he goes, oh, the church is having a guy who teaches exorcists, you know, uh, trains them. And he's going to come and speak about exorcisms. I'm like, oh, I'm definitely going to go. Let's go. So we went. As soon as we got out of the car, it started pouring on us. I couldn't even get into the church. It was so crowded. I was sitting outside the church. I like those two signs. I'm like, yeah, I think I'm getting kicked out of the exorcism game. And then to hear the guy talk, it sounds like the Catholic Church has it under wraps now. They There's more priests doing it. But he, and hearing the guy talk to it, his view fell in line with my view. He said, nobody can, have, can be possessed by anything without it being cleared first. <laughs> by something divine you know i think he probably just said god you know it has to be cleared first in other words exorcisms happen for a reason they happen for a lesson like think about it. if you're someone who is religious or even spiritual and believes in like angels guardian angels protecting angels how does anything get by that <laughs> you know how does anything get by that unless they're like ah we should let this happen to this person because they got to learn this from that you know so my view on how people, why it happens to people. You have something to learn. Um, your guardian angels and guides think that, oh, you know what? This is the way they got, they, they let it happen. You know, we have, we have free will. They, you know, we can't be protected from everything. Um, we have to exercise our free will, learn how to balance ourselves, learn how to become more loving and uh, so-called bad stuff's going to happen once in a while. And, you know, why did, then you could say, why do why do guardian angels let anything bad happen to me? Why, why is anything bad? Because you have to learn something from every experience that you have. So they're, they're allowed to happen because you have to learn something from it. And that's the piece I think the Catholic Church is missing, though. I'm glad they stepped up the game. I feel more comfortable uh, that people are covering the issue more. So I feel comfortable stepping out. If anybody reaches out again, I'll still try and help, but I feel like the issue's covered. In fact, during my time, when when I was at the height of it, and right before I did your show and everything, I mean, I wasn't sleeping, wasn't really eating. I, was, I felt like I was doing ex exorcisms 24-7 because it was exciting to me and everything. So I wasn't caring for myself a lot. And I was talking to some guy on Reddit, and he goes, uh, you know you got something attached to you. I'm like, what? I was like, I wasn't even paying attention to me. I've been paying attention to everybody else. And I remember I was in bed at the time and he's like, just chill out. I'll pray for you. And I went to like a meditative prayer state and I, he just said a prayer for me. Like he said a prayer for me and I felt something lift off my back, like come off of me, like as if something physically was coming off of me. So like it's covered. People can pray and get them off you. I think shamans do it. Like it's covered to death. But I think they happen for us to learn something from the experience. Oh, what I was saying. I think the piece the Catholic Church is missing is filling in like, oh, and 
like why did, having people focus on the lesson more i think for them it's like well you just gotta believe in jesus more you just got no no there's some people i was like you know this happened to you because it's pointing to your, your third eye your intuition uh, it's off balance uh, that's the door in which it came in and you, it, you know you're clearly gifted you may be psychic you this is was to bring your attention to your third eye and to like put more work into that and balance it more like there's there's lessons behind it it's not just uh stop watching porn and r-rated movies and go to church more donate more no it's not all that there's there's a lesson behind it and i i think anybody can get to a meditative state center themselves and get the lesson themselves honestly if we're being real and honest with ourselves following our emotions what lessons we have to learn we know and if you don't know talk to your best friend they know and maybe they're not telling you because they're scared to tell you. But if you ever ask a good friend, do you know see anything glaring that I should be working on? And they'll be like, yeah, well, I'm glad you asked. You seem a little uh, off balance. <laughs> you know? So, yeah, it's about the lesson. It's a great answer because that makes perfect sense that it happens for a reason and not just because you get unlucky, I suppose. I'm one of those people who believes absolutely everything happens for a reason. Yeah. And the reasons to help us to grow, advance, become more loving – all that more balanced. So for people listening, um, cause I suppose a fair few people who have listened have believed that they have been possessed by something. And I suppose I've seen a few different stages of that. Like I had uh, one woman email me maybe about a month ago and I, I just kind of got back to her and she's reached out to a priest. Um, and I'm not sure I haven't gotten back to her to see if something's come of that, but it sounded like her possession was quite, um, full on where uh, whatever was in her house doesn't really let her get like a day off without this thing kind of terrorizing her. But then I've also had other people say that they've just, they've been to the doctor because they haven't felt well, but the doctor can't seem to find anything wrong with them. But they, you know, once again, they can't sleep. They have like bad smell, like they get bad odors, um, things like this. So there's definitely different levels. But what, if someone does think that they, could have something attached to them, but maybe it hasn't quite gotten to a level where they feel in danger or quite scared for their life. Is there anything that they can do themselves that will be able to, you know, help the situation and maybe even get rid of the entity altogether? Excellent question. What I think is the 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 crux that like the overall crux of why people yes, it happens for a reason, for a lesson and everything. But I think the the overall crux of it is we're not paying attention to our spirits. And let me say what I mean by that. You know what your physical body is and you know your mind is inside your body, but it's, you know, it's separate. It's like a kind of like a separate thing. And then your emotions, uh, there might be a combination of your mind and your body and everything. But where's your spirit? Where are people's spirits? How do they differentiate their spirits from themselves because when you die like your body's going away your brain is going away your, your the, the emotions you feel inside your body the only thing that's going to be left is your spirit so i think what what most people uh, negligently do is they tie they just maybe tie their spirits to their minds or their hearts like they just think of like all right you know, I'm down today, so my spirit is down today. Or I'm, I'm heartbroken, so my spirit is heartbroken. When you start to, when you start to realize, like, no, my, this, my spirit is actually something separate from me, just as much as my emotions are, just as much as my mind, and just as much as my physical body is. Like, how my, 
how am I tending to my spirit? How am I um, uh, giving attention to my spirit? How am I treating my spirit? I think the what people can do is start to like recognize, oh, my spirit is something that's separate, like part of me, but a separate, like a separate piece of me. Am I am I feeding my spirit? Am I keeping my spirit elevated? I think how how attachment happens beyond like our guardian angels letting it happen or something like that. I think how it happens specifically is you're having you can be having a, a down day, which can happen to any of us multiple times throughout the day where we can be down. And because we're down and we tie our spirits to ourselves negligently, we we drag our spirit down, and something can easily attach to us. It's like simple. Whereas people who say they have a lot of uh, faith or just know to keep their spirits elevated no matter where they are or think of their spirits as elevated no matter where they are, I, I don't think these people get anything attached to them. Like wh- when I had something attached to me, it's because I wasn't caring for myself. You know, I was focusing so much on other people that I forgot about my, I, it sounds crazy. I forgot about my spirit. I forgot about myself. I wasn't eating or sleep like, you know, so it, the thing easily came off me with help. Um, I think people, if they elevate their spirits and then people talk about like saging and I think that works too, but that's, I think part of the reason that works is look, look at the intention you're sending out. You're like sending out an intention, uh, like, uh, and, and spreading the smoke around. It's like almost like you're setting up an intentional force field. It's like that's involves your spirit too, whether you realize it or not. Like, oh, I'm clearing the space. It's like you're, you're intentional clearing the space. I have a friend of mine who's psychic and uh, she, yeah, if she's not really caring for herself, she may have like weird things happening, stuff get knocked off the shelves. And then when she remembers, wait a minute, she'll like throw up this like force field, like this light that like, she says it's like as big as her neighborhood. And then nothing really happens in her house. So I think people elevating their spirits, thinking of their spirits as something different and doing whatever feeds their spirits and keeping them elevated, even if they're down saying, I may be down, but I'm going to know my spirit is held somewhere up so nothing can attach to it. I think that's what people could do. You might have an obvious answer to this, but I haven't particularly thought much about it. But um, so obviously the Catholic Church is very involved with exorcisms. Um, Where did that sort of like originate from and why isn't it, like I suppose people don't think of other religions and think about um, exorcists per se, you know what I mean? They, and they do exist, but why is the Catholic Church so prominent compared to maybe someone like yourself who is, as, as, as I said in the last episode, you're like the new age uh, exorcist, you know, and people like you exist. But why is it still that the Catholic Church has such a big role and, you know, people who want to get um, exercised through them, it's this whole process that has to go, you know, over to Rome and so on. Like, why is why do they hold so much power, and where did that sort of originate from? That's an excellent question. But I think in your question, and this is my opinion, this is a fact. But in your question, I think you have the answer. Why why do they hold so much power? They hold a lot of power. Um, that's why they're so involved. I I don't want to speak deeper into that, okay. but I, I I want to say interesting points off of it. In the, in the day, like back in the day, I don't know, a thousand years ago, hundreds of years ago, when the Catholic Church, when, and you have to, it, this was great. The guy who gave the talk uh, at the church I went to, he said exactly what I thought. He goes, he goes, I, and if someone could tell me why me, a guy who trains exorcists, 
can't do exorcisms myself. I'd like to know the answer. Like, cause he wasn't a priest. So he's training people, but he's not allowed to do it. Like, so right. it is a power thing. Mm. It, to me, that speaks, now it's becoming less opinion, more of like, I'm gathering evidence. To me, that speaks to a power thing. Like, you can't say the guy's not qualified. He's training your people. Yeah. To me, that's like a power thing, you know? But the, the funny thing, I remember the, the, the devil and Father Amorth, Father Amorth, the, the leading exorcist who's now deceased I talked about. He wrote a book. And then I love his book. So he's the leading exorcist. And he's talking about exorcisms in the day. And he goes, and when the priests couldn't exorcise someone, they went to lay people. <laughs> they went to lay people who were really, like, had a lot of faith. You know, you could say more faith than the priests. So, like, in, in dire situations, they go to lay people. I don't think I don't think they would do that anymore. They were still very devout religious people, but they weren't priests. They were lay people. I think the two two like of the leading patron saints in the Catholic religion for exorcisms weren't priests. They were lay people. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's a I think it's I mean, and I want to speak a little about I like that I, I like and don't like that they make people wait so long. You know, I. I, I like the process. I think some people need the process, like because okay. maybe some people do need to go to a psychiatrist, and they're gonna like interview you and see, you know. So I I do like some of that. They have a process, you know, because I I think it's helpful to some people. Maybe it'll steer them in the right direction, and they don't need an exorcism, you know. So I think the the process isn't necessarily a bad thing. And have you heard of this guy? Uh, Dr. Richard Gallagher is a psychiatrist in New York. He's a he's a psychiatrist, like you know, Yale graduated, so intelligent, respected psychiatrist. But he also deals with people. He believes in exorcisms and deals with people with exorcisms. I love this guy because he he ties because you look at exorcisms like oh these people are just crazy. It's a church thing. It's a power thing. It's not real. But then they have a uh, medical doctor trained who treating people and then they'll say, all right, this, the, he, these people have these psychiatric disorders, but this person's possessed, you know, and signs will look for like, you're speaking in an ancient language. I mean, not just going blah, 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 blue, blue, but like you, you don't know Chinese and now you're speaking Chinese. You don't know, you know, <laughs> you don't, you don't know. It's probably like, Aramaic, that's probably what they speak. <laughs> you don't know Aramaic and now you're speaking Aramaic. Or they have like superhuman strength. Or like, or they know secrets of other people. Like, all right, this person came to my office. They may have some psychiatric disorders, but why do they know these things that they shouldn't know? Why, why are they speaking these languages that they don't know? And then, so he has like stuff he looks for. And then he'll, if he thinks people are possessed he'll make sure that they get that they get that help as well so i like that there's a psychiatrist who's who's tying it together that like science medic medicine and the i guess the occult the the other side of it yeah yeah it is interesting isn't it and like i'm just sitting here thinking just listening to you speak there the amount of people who could have negative entities attached to them like their whole lives and never even know it you know because i suppose if you're not open to the idea of to the idea of it then you could just i guess pass it off for a lot of other reasons why you might feel a certain way or bad things would happen to you so i would assume there's a lot of people out there who kind of just live their lives with you know discomfort and negativity and never would never even think to do anything about it would that be like a fair assumption 
Yeah, I think it's a fair assumption. And I love the some people did after the episode, some people did reach out to me. And some people were relieved that they didn't have any attached to them, but they just thought like, I want to check. Something feels off. No, it's not. And That's then good. some people did have stuff. And some people did have stuff attached to them. And I, I think that the I think I said at the last show, the issue, the greatest issue, I think, is the people who are just a little like depressed, a little off, a little something, and may have something attached to them. But again, it's yeah, because they have something attached to them, but it's also because they have a lesson they have to learn. So then it'd be a two-pronged thing. Yeah, get that thing off of you, and you should be working on this. And if you're not working on this, then does it even matter that something's attached to you? <laughs> like, yeah. You know? It, I think things only attach to you because uh, almost like birds of a feather flock together. Like if you have some issue, it's, it's only attaching to you because you're resonating part of you or, you know, is resonating with where they're at in yeah. a negative way. And, you know, so there's, there's, yeah, again, always a lesson in it. But yeah, there's, there's a, in just on Reddit alone, there's so many, I saw people looking for help. Some, some people I, I felt like, you know, uh, like I didn't maybe assess them right or thought I was wrong. And, but that's fine. Like there's so many people, there's shamans online, there's uh, cultists. Uh, I t told you a guy just prayed for me. I don't even think he was a priest or anything or, or anything. He just uh, said a prayer for me. If people, if they're, I guess what you were saying though, people have to be educated enough to think, to even yeah. self-reflect. You know, but if you self, if you are hearing this and you self reflect, you there's help everywhere. It seems, and in my experience, it was it's not just me. There's help everywhere. You can search for a second on Reddit, and you can find some. And this people on Reddit, I know there's a lot of haters on Reddit, but there's also a really lot of nice giving people on Reddit. Yeah. Someone someone calls out for help, like help. I think I have something attached to me. Oh, I'm a shaman. I'm a. I'll pray for you. They're like if people. Jump up out of everywhere to help everyone. So the people who want to raise their awareness a little and get help, it's everywhere. It seems. Well, that's good. I think, yeah, and I suppose yeah. it's just knowing where to look and how to, I guess, assess yourself to the point where you think that you do need some help. So I suppose anyone listening to this who does feel a bit off, reach out and see. You know, there might be something more to what's going on with you. So I guess it's a good place to start. It's just assess and go do i think something's off and then try to get that help so you can get back on track yeah man it's it's, it's yeah it's good to ah i'm beating a dead horse now <laughs> the lesson is key yeah that's yeah. just the what you know why why is this thing attached to me what am i having to learn but i feel like i said that a hundred times now no, so that's good <laughs> i think it's just it's, it's just definitely reinstating um and i guess that would be a good indicator as well if you do think there's something attached to you like just to think is there something that I should be taking away from this? Is there something I need to reassess and to learn, you know? And um, I think we all have things to learn, but it's, um, it's an interesting way to look at it, I think, because I can't say I yeah. really looked at it uh, like that. Um, so I'm sure a lot of people listening wouldn't have either. So I guess it's a good insight, definitely. Well, then I'm glad I drove the point home numerous times. <laughs> <laughs> um, Great. Is there anything you would just like to add? Because I'm sure you've, you've spoken at length about a lot of interesting things, but I just kind of want to give it back to you because I, I don't want you to uh, miss out on sort of bringing anything forward. One of the – one, yeah, they're just, this is just coming to mind. I, I don't think I've 
I may have mentioned this to one person I helped, but I'm, now I'm just going to broadcast it now. I think one of the broad lessons about attachments, because you know, some people have stuff attached to them, and then there's stuff flying across the room, or they have superhuman strength, or they're speaking in different languages. Like, I'm going to say this: that's n yes, it's the attachment, but it's the attachment activating something in you. Stuff, I think we have more abilities than we realize. I mean, if you, I, I think even when I was young, you hear stories about, oh, and the car was it trapped someone and someone came over and they had superhuman strength and they lifted the car. Uh, all right, so was that person possessed and the, the demon was decided to give a helping hand? I'm like, no, there's huge superhuman strength inside of us when we need it. And I know there's people who reach a level of, I don't, I don't even know what to call, call it. They just reach a certain level of, uh, it, it used to be nearing enlightenment, where even if they know their own native language, they can understand anyone who's speaking in any language. Uh, the, these things that happen to people who are possessed in a, in a real way that people can like see and hear, those, those things that are happening are not coming that the, the gifts are not coming from the entity they're they're activating them in you so that it's showing the potential of us and the strength uh, our minds uh, under, our understanding of things uh pulling stuff from seeming nowhere knowing things that we maybe shouldn't know uh, otherwise rats rationally so to speak yeah i think there's a lot of uh takeaways if you if you look at it and i think one of the takeaways is we're just scratching the surface of our potential and there are there, there's some people who tap into it in certain experiences but i think that's the lesson like uh, the, the, the yeah the lessons are are abound and th those are some of them that there's the infinite potential that we're just scratching the surface on and that's probably an maybe our guardian angels guides of whoever lets them in they know that. Maybe they know like this person's never going to believe that they could move things with their mind. And maybe they'll write it off even after the fact. But maybe one or two of them will realize, wait a minute, um, I have nothing attached to me now and I still notice things moving around sometimes. Maybe that's me. Yeah. Good point. <laughs> Who knows what's possible? Yeah. And when you look at so, it like that, that, that does open up a whole, like just a lot of other questions i suppose and as you said it's just scratching the surface so we don't really know what um what we could be capable of and where that could kind of lead i mean and i have a specific example i'm thinking of i know i worked on someone and they had you know stuff moving around flying around but they, i also know the person i worked with they weren't like balanced and they were still like kind of young on their path so to speak so i didn't want to tell them like because I felt their energy structure inside of them. And I know where the energy is for the potential of people who could do like moving stuff, like what, what that energy would feel like. And I, I felt like the person's personal power that they didn't even know they had, like the tremendous like personal power inside of them. And I knew that's probably one of the one of the earlier, like I was starting to notice this pattern with people like, oh, people have stuff flying around. Wait a minute. Like I felt 
the entity. The entity's gone. I still feel them. That energy, that powerful energy I felt didn't didn't change. I'm like, I think that was them. You know, I didn't tell that person that because I don't think they would have been able to handle it like mentally, like, what? <laughs> you know, further down their their spiritual journey, I'm sure maybe that'll come to them. Or maybe that's not really for our generation. Maybe it's just food for thought for us to know, like, reach for more, you know, yeah. uh, realize there's more potential. Maybe it's not for us to attain. And maybe it's not for us to attain because we live in a fearful world. We're mostly unbalanced and we're not supposed to have these gifts because then what will we do with them? I mean, if people were just stressed out all the time, everyone would have stuff flying around the house if we were all tapped into it. Good so, yeah. but I have no, I have no doubt our ET friends have these abilities. No doubt, their UFOs seem to defy gravity, and <laughs> they can like control our minds to a certain degree and erase our minds, and like they're they're they're, they're tapped in. Yeah. But they're, I have no doubt, they're more balanced and they use it wiser. Well, we'd probably use it for bad stuff unintentionally yeah well there you go that that's now that's interesting i must say when you start to think about um what we could potentially be able to tap into and over time you know a long way away we might actually be able to harness that and become ourselves you know a higher a higher being type race you know so that's very interesting yeah i think that's the point i think we're just evolution we're all supposed to evolve wherever we are I think that's the point of it. Well, there you go. Our chat with the Long Island Exorcist. I loved having this conversation with him. I'm so grateful for him to take the time to come back on and to educate all of us. If you feel like you're having a possession, uh, you can definitely feel free to reach out to Long Island Exorcist uh, and ask him any of your questions. Of course, be respectful because he is doing this out of the kindness of his heart. So don't just go and email him and sort of spam him be very respectful thank you guys so much for listening and once again thank you to the long island nexus for taking the time i can't wait to bring you guys more content like this in the future once again guys thank you and i'll catch you on another podcast episode real soon thanks bye ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi Mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Want truly hydrated skin? Meet Osea's Body Care Breakthrough, Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast-absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. 
Treat your skin to clean vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code SUMMER.